0: Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Richie. And before we get to the show, gotta tell you about our friends at DraftKings one more time. We've been talking about this for well over a month now, and unfortunately for our friends here in Arizona, not quite legal yet. But if you're listening to us outside of the state of Arizona, you can download the DraftKings app or go to DraftKings.com and enter the promo code THPN. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, and now the payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This coming week, packed with action, of course, from basketball to golf, and of course, all your NHL action, too. It's pretty easy how it works. You just draft your lineup and collect points to win that cold, hard cash. Once again, now that you know how to play... Download the DraftKings app, sign up using promo code THPN. New users will indeed get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit, only for our friends outside of the state of Arizona.
1: I'm Corey Crenshaw.
0: I'm Richie Suave Flores.
1: And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave on the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome back in Sporty Nation. How is everyone doing? I can't believe I'm telling this to you right now, but I am coming to you as the Coyotes are tied right now one-to-one with the Colorado Avalanche. I can't believe it. Um, There have been more shots on goal against the Coyotes than there are alcohol advertisements in that arena. So it has been quite the interesting game and, and I really don't know how the coyotes are keeping themselves into it, but to break all of that down per the usual and, you know, a bunch of weird other shit because this is what sporty is. Um, <laughs> to do it with me, who's already laughing, my wonderful and amazing co-host, Rodrigo Suave Flores. Thank you for laughing at my jokes.
0: Yes, you know I love your corny jokes. They're They're hilarious and they make me laugh and I enjoy that. And we need to laugh here on this show because for the first 35 minutes... Or so of the Colorado Avalanche Coyotes game here on Wednesday night there wasn't much to make fun of or laugh about. So it's nice to kick off this podcast with a laugh. But I'm gonna throw a curveball at you, Corey, here to start. Okay? I did not tell you I wanted to bring this up, but I'm gonna bring it off, up, uh, bring it up off the top because I tweeted it out on my account earlier, and I it's something I haven't done. I feel like in forever. I almost never do it. But when when was the last time? That you texted something to the wrong chat, whether it be with another individual or the wrong group. Cause I did that earlier today, and luckily it wasn't anything bad or anything. It was just checking it. Somebody had asked me if I was uh, in the in the particular um, conference call that we were supposed to be in, and I was basically replying yes, I, I'm I'm here, and I sent it to the wrong person. So, and it was embarrassing, even though it wasn't like the actual text I sent itself was perfectly fine and innocuous, but anytime you send text to the wrong person, it's very, very embarrassing. When was the last time you did that, that you recall?
1: So my, my biggest, well, so the last time that I did it, if I remember correctly, it was Scotty's sister. I think I had screenshots our conversation about something to send someone else and I accidentally sent it in that conversation as well, which is probably like the worst. Like you don't ever want people to know that you screenshotted their conversation. I don't think it was anything like horrible, but it was still kind of embarrassing. And I like, and it was funny because I apologized to it. I was like, oh, sorry. I was sending it to uh whoever, like I was sending it to like my parents or something and um and she was like oh i didn't even notice and i was like damn i should have just not said anything um because she didn't even notice she just thought it was part of the conversation um but yeah no that i think that may have been the last time uh that i've done that um i i i don't can't think of any like really really horrible times where i've accidentally sent stuff i mean i've um There's a few times, like, um, I've accidentally just sent normal stuff like that, like, oh, I'm here, or I just got home, or whatever, and then I've got, like, so many, like, sarcastic people, and, like, my friends, and my family, and shit, and they're all like, oh, good for you, sweetie, and I'm like, thanks, okay, don't be rude, (laughs) you know, like, so, um, I've I've done those a lot, I don't think I've done anything really that that bad i mean when i was in high school it was probably worse in the fact of like people just seeing text messages that i had sent but that's because other people had shown them not because i accidentally texted someone so i don't think i've knock on wood i hopefully now i i won't do something dumb now that i've said this but uh the hope is that i will stay this way and not have done anything too terrible
0: yeah, cuz what I did was I made the mistake of switching from my phone to my laptop to answer this particular text, and then it didn't had an updated on my on my laptop to the most recent conversation. So, I just clicked on the most recent conversation and that's who I sent it to. And I was like, "Oops."
1: <laughs> that is the worst because like for a while my laptop wasn't syncing with the phone numbers so it was just a phone number and so I'd be looking at the conversation to figure out who the person was and I was just too lazy to fix it for a while I eventually did because I had to figure out how to try and fix yours and Scuddy's sisters like I was trying to fix there so I finally fixed finally fixed mine in order to try and figure out your guys's and uh I used to do that like all the time where I would like send the little things because I was looking at the wrong conversation on my on my computer the problem I, I that's really bad with it is, like, my work phone's an iPhone, so I end up having, like, sometimes text messages from people at work, and that gives me, like, the most anxiety possible because, like, not that we say terrible things in our text messages, but you're in text messages with me and Kat, and some of the things Kat and I say aren't particularly the cleanest. (laughs) So sometimes I will seriously like, lose my shit a little bit and go, oh, no, oh, no. Like, luckily, now that Kat's in my phone as uh, Katarina as a K instead of uh, instead of the C, it actually helps because there's l- hardly any people that I text for my work that ha- start with a K. But it used to happen a fair amount where I thought I was texting someone else or I thought I was texting Kat and I was actually texting someone else at my work. And so I was like, oh, no, that would have been bad. So it, it's it's gotten better. But, I mean, you've been a part of our text messages. They're not always the best.
0: Yeah, this is true. I like how you put the blame on you and Kat to try and absolve me of any wrongdoing in this particular situation.
1: Because... Oh, I mean, what you say isn't always the best either. But I'm no. just saying I will admit to the fact that Kat and I put you thr- through some levels of torture. Yeah. And I mean that through a text message i mean turning on sex scenes when you're walking in just to make you feel uncomfortable we do a little bit of everything to torture you so i i will admit to that on on our podcast
0: there we go see we are we are getting we are um washing away our sins on their show that's what we do we wash away our sins it's there very, you go. Yeah, it's, it's like a confessional. Yeah, it's a confessional. That's basically what they show. It's a confessional to the Sporting Nation listeners of things that we do that are bad. So, before we move on, for, for whatever reason, I'm I'm actually curious. If anybody's listening to us and wants to tell us their story of text messages they've sent to the wrong person, please let us know at Corey underscore Richie Show on Twitter. Because I, I have a feeling there are some, some good, hilarious stories in there. Bad and good. On both sides. Oh, there's
1: got to be, there's got to be the people, you know, there's always the, the person who's like the habitual, like sexter or whatever. And they accidentally like text their parents. Like there's always mm-hmm. got to be that one person or they're like grandma or something. Right. I got to hear those.
0: Yeah. I would. Yes. And I'm very sorry for those people. Cause I was embarrassed sending the text I sent and it was pretty, and it was very, very innocuous. Okay. Corey, now that we've tried to avoid it for nine minutes here to begin the show. We yeah uh, we want to talk about this this Coyotes team now because we have a we have a quite a bit to talk about when it comes to this Coyotes team. We can talk about tonight's game first, Wednesday's game against Colorado. We can talk about the overall situation when it comes to Darcy Kemper being hurt again. Shocker, going to be out for the next couple of weeks with a knee injury, and uh, some other things too. What would you like to start with? Would you like to start with um, the bad or the bad? Because I feel like it's just all bad I, news. I
1: I would like to start with, um, on my TV now currently, it is the third period, and the Coyotes have nine shots on goal to the Avalanche's 34. Let's just let that sink in for a minute, and then let me remind everyone that the one goal that has been scored thus far was scored with eight shots on goal, which, you know, so we've at least... Moved up one shot on goal, uh, but uh, there was a long period of time that the Coyotes only had three shots on goal. I sent a picture to Cat and Richie um, at 14.37 in the second saying, um, so three shots is going to be it for the rest of this game, because it genuinely felt like that. It had lasted so long. Like, I was doing what I do when the Coyotes play bad is I, I do a workout in the middle of it to try and like distract myself. I distracted myself. And then I looked back at the screen. and I'm like, that can't be right. I definitely did like two sets and there's still no more shots on goal. And then I was like, you know, it's the Coyotes. What should I be expecting? Really? I should much lower my expectations when they're playing the avalanche.
0: They went over 23 minutes without a shot on goal in this hockey game between a Jason Demers shot about six and a half minutes into the game and then they didn't get another shot on goal until about the 10-minute mark of the second period uh, on a shot from um, on the power play. And if you go 23 minutes without a shot on goal, there's not often times you're going to look at that and go, man, we really deserve to win that hockey game. And the only reason they're in this game is because of the performance of Antti Ranta, who looks as sharp as we've seen Antti Ranta play maybe ever. Cause, and good for him, too, because remember when he came the first game back off of injury, right, he gave up a bunch of goals to Minnesota. And... After he came in in relief of Darcy Kemper in the last game against Colorado, in which the Coyotes won 3-2, to and Ronta came in and stopped, I believe, uh, all 16 shots he faced, got the Coyotes' pelt. It's always really fascinating to hear Auntie speak because I think he is one of the more open and honest NHL players you can talk to. He is very, very good at breaking down his game, and he will tell... You and tell the media when he had a bad game and why he thinks he played bad, and you know there's a there's a theory to that, and maybe he's a little too overcritical. And I think he kind of hinted that hinted at that in uh, in another uh, session with the media after that game. But Auntie Ranta, he over the last what three periods or so, so basically the last 60 minutes or so that he's played, basically, he's given up one goal. On something like 45 shots. Incredible. Some of the best goaltending we've seen from Antiranta in an Arizona Coyotes uniform. Like, you're playing the Colorado Avalanche. That's not easy to do, to play as well as they are against the Avalanche. Avalanche are currently on the power play right now. Coyotes PK has been good in this game. That's mostly thanks to Ranta. So, thank you Ranta, for playing so well. Hallelujah.
1: Yeah, and it's almost kind of sad, honestly, coming into it because of the fact that um, they, the broadcast had put up a quote of him basically saying that he just wanted to come in and play a good game and, and get a win for the team and everything. And like you can tell that he is trying really hard. We may rag on him quite a bit for how often he is injured because he is. He is like a porcelain doll. The, the man gets injured more than the average person anyone and so the fact that he is injured all the time is really unfortunate but he has been showing up for this team when he is on the ice and he does try really hard like you said he does get a little bit hypercritical of himself which can sometimes become problems everyone knows that if you're overthinking things and you're a little too hard on yourself you get a little bit too much um, in your head mentally and it's not on the ice enough and so he has really been showing up for the team but team hasn't shown up for him and it's really gone back to the original way that the coyotes kind of are is relying so heavily on their goaltender to pull them out of these situations but then it's also super classic coyotes in the fact that they are once again getting blown out of the water when it comes to basically everything in this game and yet they're somehow hanging on to something something on this ledge is just they're holding themselves up and it's able to keep them in this game when they clearly shouldn't be and it's really almost comical because if they were playing someone like the Anaheim Ducks they could it could be completely swapped right now you could see the coyotes with 37 shots to nine instead of the way it is right now and they would be losing the game by a, a substantial amount too so it's so weird how this team works uh it, it makes you sometimes wonder why are you the way you are like you get a little bit frustrated watching them because um they play hard teams like this and they somehow seem to get the luck and the you know you get the goaltenders actually standing on their heads in these games, and then they play really shitty teams that you need the points from, and they can't even do half of that. So it's just so strange.
0: Yeah, and what was the? I think he, did you write it down the stat about the Coyotes' record when they're they get outshot in games? Yeah,
1: when they are outshot, they are 11, six and one
0: that's so wild to me that is very very wild because I feel like the Arizona Coyotes in general are a team that is probably near the top in terms of in terms of goals allowed or I'm sorry shots allowed per game whereas the Colorado Avalanche are the opposite they've been really good at suppressing suppressing shots this season so let me take a look here I'm gonna bring this up here. Shots allowed per game. The Arizona Coyotes rank on this list. Surprisingly, they are actually 23rd. So they actually do... Or I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm Sorry, they're 10th. My bad. They are 10th. They allow over 30 shots per game. Whereas the Colorado Avalanche are the best in the league at shot suppressing. They, they allow only 25 shots per game. So... Yeah, it's wild to me that the Coyotes are that good when they're getting out shot, but I feel like it happens in almost every game at this point. And you know what? That you know what that comes back to. And I, uh, you, me, and Scotty have a text, obviously a group text, and and Scott after I asked, "Well, how is this game tied?" And Scotty said, "It's hockey the hard way," and that's what this is. This is, this is like. The epitome of the Dave Tippett era Coyotes, where they would get outshot like this. I feel like almost every night when they were on their playoff runs, and they were getting outshot by ten or fifteen shots per game. But damn it, they were still fucking winning those games, and they were still making the playoffs on a consistent basis, which is wild. This is just this is just how the Coyotes play. They just give up a lot of shots and don't don't uh, <laughs> don't get many shots of their own. And, uh, and usually that's not, a, that's not a good thing, but, um, it seems like for the Caddies for some reason, it's a good thing this year.
1: It's funny that you bring that up. Cause as soon as he said that, I started laughing because I was like, of course, you know, you got to bring up the, uh, the old, like, um, gosh, I can't even, slogan. There you go. Um, uh, you know, but it's, it's really, it's really true. And I, if there's anything that is always very characteristic of the Coyotes it's the fact that they will play hockey the hard way they will scratch and claw they will do all of your you know clever little marketing sayings because of the fact that they it's it's I don't know it's always in the nature of this team and from the aspect of this current team you can see why they would be this way especially against a team like Colorado considering the fact that they are undersized and underskilled so when you're playing a team like Colorado and you're undersized and underskilled you have to somehow grit your way through it and um that's exhausting for one so that that really is hard in these games because it's not something you can consistently keep up and you do have to have a little lock on your side and get some of those greasy goals. Um, like I said earlier, you know, they were putting the puck in, in the right place, but it, it eventually went off of a skate and into the net. It's not like it was a, like it wasn't a skill goal. And that's one of the things with this team is it always ends up coming to a little bit of luck in these games where they play harder teams. And I I wouldn't say the extra effort is there because I don't feel that they've put in extra effort. It's just um a little bit of, of grime that I feel that they have when they play in these games that they don't um, in other games. And you almost kind of wish they would bring that little bit of underdog grime to everything that they do do in every game that they play because it would get them a little bit more of those really greasy goals and um just i it just gives the a little extra something to it and and i don't i don't know this team is so baffling to me in the way that they offer operate that it almost like gets me tongue-tied every single time i start talking about them in these situations, because I, I I feel okay because the game is tied, but I also feel quite awful at the at what they are putting out there and what they are showing on the ice. Like if I was if I was talking, I would be embarrassed. So it's so difficult to be. They can't ever let you be fully proud of them, if that makes sense. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's 100% true, because even even, a, even, in a game like when they beat the Avalanche 3-2, to which felt like a, one of those monkey-off-the-back type games for them, I just felt like they just needed to do after a while to get out of their own heads, basically, when it comes to playing this Avalanche team. But, you know, I Rick Talk was still critical of the team's performance, right? And I feel like he's going to do the same analysis of tonight's game, where he's going to say that, you know, there were too many passengers tonight. And... And that they can't have that happen. Because, I mean, that's kind of the running theme of this show is that the only way this team is going to win hockey games, for the most part, is if they're getting every single player to get all, give all their effort every single game. Especially against teams like Colorado, who are far and away the more talented roster, the more deep roster. Like, for example, can you guess... Which Coyotes player is the leader tonight in expected goals, according to MoneyPuck.com?
1: The leader in expected goals? Yes. So, the way you're saying this makes it seem like it's not going to be as obvious.
0: It's not. It's not very obvious. Although I feel like this particular player has been more noticeable over the last few games, noticeable, noticeable tonight too, for the most part. So it makes sense that he's the leader in this particular stat.
1: Um, damn. My, my first initial somewhere in like the middle there for it. Cause like, you know, your obvious ones would probably be more like Clayton Killer. Um, Let's 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 go with the with the man who scored tonight, Nick Schmaltz.
0: Incorrect. It's the guy who assisted on that goal, Tyler Pitlick. He is the Coyotes' leader tonight in expected goals.
1: <laughs> I mean, he he was the one who really set that up. He's the one who got through there and and uh, and uh, brought the puck into the net. So I mean, like, good for him. I guess it's, it's just, it's very, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have uh, bet anything on this game whatsoever because of the fact that the coyotes were able to come out with a fluke win um, in that first game. So who knows what can happen after that? You know, it, it, and people don't think so, but even as a professional athlete, when you come into a game, you think you're going to win, you think you're going to win easily. You lose that game. It really fucks with you mentally for the second game. So you have to wonder where Colorado's mindset was at coming into this game, whether it was like, "Oh, well, you know, that was a fluke. We're just gonna win or if it was, well, we can't let that happen again because it's definitely not looking like Colorado is um, you know, they've got to be frustrated at this point. They're what, now 40 shots on goal and only one goal. So um, I know the Coyotes, when they get to this point where they have completely outshot their opponents and they can't score, they get frustrated and pissed. And that's what we saw from the Coyotes against the Ducks. So you have to imagine that Colorado is going to be getting irritated and probably a little bit chippy here coming up soon.
0: Yeah, I just I feel like just watching this game, the dam is gonna break at some point unless the Coyotes find a way to get that second goal. If they get that second goal, like if they score the next goal, I think the Coyotes will win this hockey game. But like you're just asking for it here. You're just asking for it, like kind of like they did in the last game, in that first game against Colorado, where they were just asking for it and asking for it. They got, they took a penalty late in that in that third period against Colorado and they managed to kill it off. And they did the same thing here where they blew a power play chance, didn't get much going, um, Brassard takes a penalty, and then they have to go right back on the kill, and they kill it off. Penalty kill tonight, oh for – I'm sorry, 4 for 4. Penalty kill's been perfect, and a lot of that goes down to your onto, But that's how you have to beat Colorado, is you have to be perfect on the penalty kill, and – and hopefully stay out of lo- the box for the last seven minutes of this game because I don't think the Coyotes can go 5-5 five for five on the PK against this roster with Nathan McKinnon back in the lineup tonight for the Colorado Avalanche, who he had missed a few games with injury. So we'll come back to the Kyries in just a minute, Corey, but um, I feel like we should get to um, our sporty question here, which I posed on Twitter at Corey underscore Richie show. As always, Corey does not reply to the tweets until after the show comes out because she wants to reveal her answer on the show. That's called marketing, ladies and gentlemen. You gotta listen to the show before you reply. I didn't reply with my answer either so I'll get to mine in a second. But my sporty question for tonight's episode, I asked, what your favorite flavor of muffin is? And we already have some answers here. We have um... Friend of the show, Jordan Ashbolden bolden of course, she said chocolate chip by far. That's a good choice. Paul said pistachio. Is that
1: considered a dessert?
0: Chocolate chip muffin?
1: Yeah. Do you consider a chocolate chip muffin to be a dessert?
0: It can be. It can be. I think it's just an all-around great snack. It works as breakfast. It works as like a little lunch. It works as an after-dinner snack. It works as a dessert.
1: I just, I was just curious. I, I didn't, I didn't know how people felt about chocolate chip muffins because I, I would eat when I was a kid. I would eat them in, in like in the morning for breakfast or whatever. But then as I turned into an adult, the only thing I ever really did with them is I would cut them in half, put them in the microwave, and put ice cream on them. So I was just curious.
0: Ooh, that sounds delicious. I've never done that. So we have Very one vote good. for chocolate chip. We have one vote for pistachio muffin from Sprouts. We have. Uh, from Paul, We have uh, two votes, one for blueberries and one for chocolate chip from at Devyote 97. And then Carl says, blueberry, the fruit makes it healthy. <laughs> so those are our options so far in our applies. The vote is still up at Cory underscore Richie show. Now, my vote, my number one seed right now actually is is another sprouts muffin, which is very delicious. It is orange cranberry. I tried it for the first time not too long ago, and now I'm like addicted to these things. Like they're so good. It's it's a little bit more tart than your than your average um, average muffin, but it's 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 so good. I love them. I'm addicted to them now. My normal go-to would be blueberries, blueberry muffins. Also, uh, I don't eat chocolate chips all that often. So it's kind of like, I like them. They're not bad. I just don't eat them a whole lot. I eat blueberry more. And also uh, banana nut muffins too are also really good. So those are my options. I gave you like four options there. What's yours?
1: So um, my parents got me into like orange cranberry, like bread, like like a coffee cake bread years ago. Orange and cranberry together is actually pretty bomb. Um, so I, I do approve of that completely. I would, my, I have, I have two. So, um, my first one that's probably like all around, you can't really go wrong with it type of one is blueberry. Um, and then you also can't really go wrong with, with like a banana one either like a banana bread muffin; those are always good. Um, I, the only problem is a lot of times they end up putting walnuts in them. I'm allergic to walnuts. In case and I, I didn't know if you knew that or not, so I don't.
0: No, I did not know that.
1: Um, and then um, the other ones are like the like coffee cake ones, like that have you know like the the cinnamony parts of them in them. Those are always good. So no matter where you go, kind of universally, um, those are kind of the things that you can order at places and you know they won't be bad. Um, But my favorite muffin ever, and I can't find it anymore and I'm so sad, but there was an apple crumb muffin from uh, Costco. And... It was like a seasonal one, and they made it for years. It never came back. During COVID, it never came back. So if COVID wasn't bad enough, I also lost my muffins in the process. That
0: sounds delicious.
1: It was so good. It actually had, like, slices of apple in it. It was so soft and moist, Oh, and it had, like, crumble on the top and was, like was kind of cinnamony and crumbly on the top. It was like it was like a apple pie muffin. And it was so good and then they had um it probably was not very healthy for you at all. It had um like one line drizzle of like maple frosting on the top, just like one line of it. Like it kind of like crossed over as like you would look on uh, like a apple pie how they have like the strips but it was um frosting instead so freaking good i don't know what they did i don't know why they stopped they stopped during covid and i'm not happy oh my gosh
0: oh what a save by auntie ronda oh my gosh filthy absolutely i
1: i'm i'm a little bit behind richie Uh, my nice uh stream here is a little bit behind that was a very nice save though
0: which the kios are now five for five on the pk um so they just proved me wrong, which is crazy. albeit by... Auntie
1: Ranta literally looks like he just shit himself.
0: Like six inches. Because Auntie Ranta just made a terrific, unbelievable, like basically skate save um, off another broken play by the Cowdies on the pillow to kill. Shocker. I'm not sure he was on the ice there, but somebody left somebody wide open when they shouldn't have done so. Still 1-1. By the th- way,
1: did you see earlier the Phil Kessel whiff that turned into a, a turnover and... I was like, "Oh God, this is gonna be a goal," and Auntie Ranta saved it.
0: Uh, n- no, I think I just blocked that out of my mind.
1: <laughs> it was it was rough looking.
0: So we have uh, one more NHL story to get to here, but qu- yes, I that muffin sounds delicious. Start a petition, email Costco, picket line outside their store to bring it back. That's what I say, but. We do have one more. Yes. We do have one more NHL story to get to. And it's something we discussed months and months ago, if I'm not mistaken, in the midst of the NHL yes. shutdown offseason, whatever the heck you want to call it, we were discussing what might happen with the broadcast TV rights for the NHL and by no surprise to anybody, the new home for most of the NHL coverage is now going to be ESPN and Disney. ESPN Plus, Hulu is included in that. And it's a big deal. They're going to get a lot of Stanley Cups. They're going to get opening night. They're going to get the All-Star Game. And for a lot of fans, like ESPN was how they used to watch hockey when many, many years ago. They haven't broadcasted a game in, in over 15 years. But uh, the worldwide leader getting the NHL back, are you happy about it? or Are you not happy about it? Could they have done something better. Are you concerned about it? Or what are some of the things that you liked about the the press release in terms of what we're going to see in terms of NHL content on ESPN for the next seven seasons starting coming up in the fall?
1: So what I'm really excited about, which it's funny that, like, I thought I was going to – there's certain things that I tweet out that I just, like, tweet out because that's how I feel inside and I just want to tweet them. Like, and I don't think a lot of people are going to react to it. I actually got a fair amount of reaction to the fact that I was like, yes, my ESPN plus, Disney plus, and uh, Hulu bundle actually counts for something now. <laughs> that was my literally my first thought because ESPN plus is like it's really not that valuable. No, nobody watches two.
0: that. Nobody uses it.
1: Like I, yeah, I've just, never once thought, Oh, I'm going to subscribe
0: to ESPN plus they have a lot of good stuff on there.
1: Yeah. It was just one of those, like I, I, we got it with the bundle and then I thought to myself, you know, during, um, I used to play softball for like 13 years or so. Um, so I, I love watching softball. So during like the women's college world series, they take, They'll show, like, some games and then the extra ones they'll always have on ESPN+. Plus. So I just thought to myself, oh, dope, I'll get to watch softball on there. And that's probably going to be one of the only things I ever do. Um, one time I was going to try and look up curling on there, see if they had any curling, just for, like, the fact that, I don't know, I didn't get to watch curling anytime recently and I just kind of felt like watching it one day. But outside of that, literally it gets used for nothing. So I was like, hey, I can actually use this for something very useful. And it will finally be a time when, you know, people who are picking these streaming, all these different streaming platforms that they can actually watch a bunch of games they don't have to rely on, you know, um, the NHL and NHL Network and all that stuff. So I, I just, I thought it was... It was a good way. It was a good way to outreach to everyone because I do feel like the way that Disney is and the way ESPN is that they're going to start taking shit over and people outside of the NHL will be, you know, doing ESPN plus. They even had, didn't they have like the fight on ESPN plus, but then you had to pay for it through that way. Right. That was the, yeah, that's all
0: of UFC's stuff. Mostly is on ESPN now too. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel
1: like they're gonna start taking all of that shit over now. And if that's the case, then, you know, there will be people that aren't necessarily hockey fans that will have ESPN Plus. And if that's the case, then it'll give them an opportunity to watch a lot more hockey games and get into the sport. Because um, we've like we've all said, more and more people just need to be exposed to hockey. As soon as you see hockey, you you get into it pretty quickly.
0: NHL.TV is no more like you kind of hinted at because ESPN Plus is now going to be your home for every single NHL game, which is pretty cool because the NHL.TV itself was like really freaking expensive. So the price though, however, of your bundle that you said you have, Corey, is now going to go up to either $13.99 per month if you have ads on your Hulu or $20 per month if you have the ad-free Hulu like I do, so that's not bad, I guess. If you for a lot more NHL content, I don't think that's going up too much. But um, It's
1: not as bad as our fucking Hulu Live TV bullshit. Sorry.
0: Oh, yeah, cuz we still can't watch the Coyotes games because of Sinclair, but that's a whole other story. We've been over that many, many times. But um, I here's what I'm worried about in this whole thing, which is the uh, the biggest ESPN properties are the NBA is probably their biggest property and then Monday Night Football too, right? So, Monday Night Football and, and the NBA. And the NFL controls most of the conversation pretty much during the entire winter time, during the first half of the NHL season. And then they also air a lot of NBA games and the NBA Finals. So, I'm curious... Like to me, the NHL would be like still be third fiddle, and they have yes they have MLB games now for for fuck's sakes too, don't they? So they're gonna be granted that's a summer sport, so that's a little bit different. But like they're gonna play third fiddle to the NFL and, and NBA for the most part, and that's kind of what concerns me a little bit is 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 that aspect of it, which is cool, you'll be able to watch games, but in terms of more coverage. Most of that's all going to be through ESPN Plus instead of over-the-air type of games or a daily show on ESPN that I will tune in and watch sometimes. For the NBA, it's called The Jump and it's hosted by Rachel uh, Rachel Nichols and it's really good. And the three fucking NFL shows they have per day, it seems like. So I'm curious to see how that kind of works out in terms of their studio shows and their coverage. But I feel like for most non-hockey fans, this will be good. For hardcore hockey fans, I think it's a little bit. I think it's a little bit hit and miss. But um, but it starts in in the fall, and um. And it's gonna be a big change, and we will. Uh, I'm excited to see who they get for their play-by-play and their studio analysts and whatnot. Like, are we gonna see Steve Levy be the lead guy? Is John Buccigross gonna get some play-by-play? Is um, is is uh? Gosh, why did I just why did I just like his name just slipped my mind. The old ESPN NHL. Oh, Gary Thorne If are they gonna get Gary Thorne back in the mix? Who was like the voice of the NHL and ESPN for years before he is now I believe the voice of the Baltimore Orioles in baseball. But um, yeah, only a couple more months left of NBC. However, it is believed that NBC is still gonna have a slightly smaller package worth of games coyote's going to overtime against the avalanche Corey. i waited to tell you that until for, by about 90 seconds so that way you could see it oh,
1: i already saw it thank you i appreciate that
0: <laughs> so hallelujah the coyote's got three out of four points at least against the avalanche which is beautiful A fucking miracle it's great like how the fucking you yeah. I'll take that. Now go get the second point too, for goodness sake, somehow. Do
1: you not say your L's in hallelujah?
0: No, we've been over this. I can't pronounce hallelujah whatsoever.
1: <laughs> I know. I just like pointing it out each time.
0: Kenny and Crash. I'm f- an asshole. Kenny and Crash have made fun of me for that for seven years too. And it's not oh, new on this show. Say,
1: what was it, Yamaka? He couldn't say Yamaka, or was that you that couldn't say Yamaka? No, 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 it was Kenny that couldn't it say Yamaka. It was yarmulke. Kenny
0: who mispronounced Yamaka the first time he saw it spelled, because it's spelled differently than it's pronounced, obviously. So, yeah, I, I'd say that my mispronunciation of things isn't as bad as that. But yeah, Coyotes three out of four points at least against the Colorado Avalanche. That's good. Let's we'll keep we'll keep this episode going until the overtime air shootout ends here. So. That way we well, can talk about whatever the heck happens.
1: Go ahead. Well, I I, I I, do also have a little extra thing about the ESPN. So you're talking about how you don't think that they all get extra coverage. I feel like for a business, so in, in the end of everything, and I will always be this weird little pessimist in the fact that like, I am a very optimistic person 95% of the time. Richie can attest to this, but... My one little like, thing that I will always say as uh, being a person who has worked in both uh, media, sports, and marketing is the fact that everything is a business. And um, in the end, if it's going to make ESPN money by getting more people on ESPN+, Plus by making them hockey fans, there will be more hockey content. So, again, everyone is moving more towards these, you know, these streaming situations. So they're going to try and get as many people on ESPN Plus as humanly possible. So it's going to be advantageous for them to try and make hockey more seen on on their main network because of that. So I do think that we will be seeing more hockey um, than we usually do. I mean, I am still one of those sarcastic people when I was up in Sedona um, we had um, Sports Center on in the hotel room. And every time, like, I would hear anything that involved hockey, I they actually talked about it a decent amount. And, um, and as they were, like, talking about it, I kept on going, like, are they on drugs? Why are they talking about hockey? They're still talking about hockey. And then, you know, they go their traditional back to, like, basketball and baseball and whatever the fuck else. But, like, I would hear it and my like ears would perk up each time. I genuinely think that that is a possibility because the business side of things will push it. Do I really want to hear someone like say a Stephen A talking about hockey? Not particularly, but you might see some new faces or some people that you didn't realize were big like closet hockey fans coming out of the crevices now that they have a money generating form um, a a reason for them to push it out more than usual
0: do you remember when max kellerman like went on first take and was like oh hockey doesn't matter or hockey's barely a sport or something like that
1: it was it was circling around the inner it was circling around twitter because um, once this all came out it was like oh yeah we all have to bring up the fact that he was like, "Oh, no one, no one likes hockey. what was What was my favorite line on that? Um, that there's only like 20,000 fans. Sorry, if you hear a blooping noise, Scotty's freaking Xbox is apparently connected to my computer. so I hear his every time he gets invited to a party. Um, but uh, he had said that there's only like 20,000 hockey fans um in every city or whatever and that's why the arenas are full is because um all of those the uh, those only those 20,000 people that are the only hockey fans are all season ticket holders and they all go to those games that is the dumbest shit i have ever heard like first of all who have you ever known that's been like yep there's there's only uh There's only me and my family and uh, all these other people. We all have season tickets and we all go to every single game. Like most people buy season tickets, share it with a bunch of people or, you know, they there is like a group of people that are diehard season ticket holders. And then there's also the people that casually go to games whenever they can go to games and then watch the other parts of it on TV it was the literally like such an ignorant statement that I just laugh at it every time I hear it.
0: Yeah. It's ridiculous. And I can't wait to hear Max Kellerman like come on the air whenever the next time it is to talk about this um, particular new deal with ESPN and, and like have to backtrack on it. That's going to be absolutely hilarious to listen to. And it's probably Many gonna, talks. it's probably gonna yeah it's probably gonna make <laughs> make the rounds on Twitter again too um, we've had a development in the Coyotes game Corey uh, please tell me when you get to it um, but yeah anyway uh
1: a broken stick that's where I'm at
0: okay so you still have a little bit we still have a little bit longer to go there uh, so please yeah interrupt me if uh, when and if you get to the update here the big update anyway um. We're just about. Ready. Yeah, that was
1: gonna be obvious. The offensive zone time was god awful.
0: Um, yeah, the of really suck in overtime. Like I think we know this already. They are terrible in overtime, three on three this year. Like, bad in terms of possess- possessing the puck. But fuck it, they managed to get a point out of that fucking game. Onto, your onto makes forty-five fucking saves to get their ass keep their ass in this fucking hockey game.
1: Wait yep. a second. Does one of the does one of the Avalanche have a rose colored visor?
0: Uh, I don't probably wouldn't surprise me one bit if he did. I didn't. I, I didn't see that. But um, yeah, if you would have told me last week that the Coyotes would take three out of four points on the road against the Colorado Avalanche, I'd be like, yeah, let's go. So three big points for the Coyotes yeah, there against Colorado
1: it's better than our 50% that we ask of every time they play a good team.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And next up of course is the Minnesota Wild who will be coming up on Friday night and Saturday or Sunday afternoon for fuck's sakes. You know how much that threw me off, Corey, that the Coyotes are playing a Sunday afternoon game against the Minnesota Wild.
1: Uh, sounds like a, oh wait, you'll be working. I was going to say it sounds like a great day for some hockey and mimosas.
0: For you, yes. But I'm going to, yeah, consent. I'm going to be at work. I was like, they, they asked me like, hey, can you work on Sunday? I was like, yeah, sure. I ain't got nothing else going on. The Cardinals aren't playing. They'll play on Saturday night. Oops, they're playing at 11 o'clock in the fucking morning on a Sunday. What the fuck, man?
1: That's, I'm angry.
0: I'm dropping F-bombs like crazy. Sorry, guys. So
1: when we record on Saturday night... Um, before the game is played, don't blame me that we won't be educated on the game that comes on Friday, even though the episode drops on Monday. It is not my fault, it is Richie's fault and Sprouts's fault.
0: <laughs> yep, it's my fault. Blame me, everybody. All right, do you have any last or words? Sprouts. Do you have any last words before we go?
1: Um, I, if, if this petition for these muffins that you've talked about is really going to work, I need other people to petition Costco for them. I cannot be the only person that's pissed that these muffins have disappeared. Also, if we have any listeners that are outside of Arizona, have your muffins disappeared? I want to know if they have disappeared everywhere or if they're just jipping me here in Arizona on them. Um... And also I, I put something out on Twitter today that I was genuinely curious about because as I was, uh, Richie works at Sprouts. He knows this very well. On Wednesdays, they have $5 sushi and um, in, in they're like, you know, little grocery sushis. Um, I never eat the last two that are near the garlic and the wasabi because they taste like garlic and wasabi just like being near them which is disgusting to me. Um, and I'm really curious if anyone actually eats that. I mean, I know there's a people that are the snobs out there. that are like, why would I ever eat packaged sushi? It's not nearly as good as going someplace and getting fresh sushi. I get it. Um, but I just really want to know if I'm the only person that does that.
0: At Corey underscore Richie show to let us know that. At Corey Nicole with two E's on the Twitter at RFlores91 for me and uh at hockey for the network for Corey, i have been richie thanks for joining us on this thursday for you folks hope you enjoyed auntie Rontas' performance it was good 44 saves on 46 shots that's a pretty good day's work and uh, we will talk to you again on monday sport nation good night and good hockey everybody